Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID. Hey Dave, what's the date today? Uh, today is October 15th. And is that before or after October 1st? I'm pretty sure you know that it's after, but I see where you're going. I'm so transparent. But yes, if you remember, October 1st was when the cliff arrived. And we've passed that point. So today, we'll talk about what's going on with that whole saga. But first, I want to thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor. Everyone say it with me. Turbulence Forecast! Turbulence Almost. Forecast. Well, that wasn't with me, Dave. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta really get our harmonizing better here. Yeah. But as you know, Dave, almost every flight experiences turbulence. And you can find out exactly how bumpy your flight will be even before you get on the plane. Visit TurbulenceForecast.com to view turbulence maps for routes everywhere in the world. This free-to-use site provides access to the same maps pilots use, plus helpful explanations on how to interpret them. TurbulenceForecast.com also offers a concierge forecast by email service from the founder of the website. Place your order before the flight. You'll receive a personalized forecast by email that details what turbulence to expect during your entire route. I think we need to have you try this out next time you fly, Dave. Yeah, sure. Are you going to fly again? I assume that someday I will fly again. I don't know when that will be right now, but yes, I would like to know uh, what kind of turbulence will be rocking my plane. Well, that's great. We'll, we'll work on it if you ever buy a ticket again. <laughs> Meanwhile, keep in mind, exciting updates are rolling out later this year, including all new enhanced maps and an upgrade to the forecast by email service. So be sure to join the mailing list and be the first to know when these features are available. Check it out today at TurbulenceForecast.com. The Cliff. It still sounds just as scary as it did in our previous episode, but now... It's not just a future looming threat, it's reality. Right. We blew past the October 1st deadline when all the government money went away for the airlines. So, what happened? Well, as close watchers of our government often see, absolutely nothing happened. Nothing at all. The airlines and their unions made an aggressive push. CEOs were running around the White House and all over Washington. They held press conferences and expressed confidence that there would be more money coming to avoid these massive layoffs and furloughs. That did not happen. The airlines tried to make this as simple as possible. They said, Hey, let's just extend the existing program by six months through March, okay? Uh, what kind of accent was that? As a professional one, sir. Mm. Really want everyone to feel like they're in the room with, with the execs. It didn't hmm. didn't take you there? No, I did not feel uh, transported to a moment in time where execs were meeting with government officials, but whatever. Anyway, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. The airlines were feeling confident, and for good reason. Both sides of Congress said they wanted to help the airlines in one way or another. When they couldn't come to an agreement, the president said he'd consider an executive order. Um, I know from Schoolhouse Rock and fifth grade social studies that uh, he can't do that. No, no he can't. But it does show that at least the airlines were important enough in his mind that he felt the need to pretend he could. The plan kept getting tied up with overall stimulus negotiations, and we all know how that's gone. It's been quite the roller coaster of emotions. 
with airlines still thinking a last-minute deal would help avoid furloughs on October 1. But, yeah, it didn't happen. So when October 1st arrived, the furloughs began, at least for some. Well, yeah, I don't think anyone expected they'd furlough everyone. (laughs) Of course not, but I meant at least for some airlines. See, there were some that didn't furlough a single person, but that doesn't mean they're out of the woods. All right, so who did furlough? Well, American and United were hit the hardest. In a note sent to the troops on Cliff Eve, American CEO Doug Parker said, quote, Despite enormous bipartisan support for an extension of the PSP, our elected officials have not been able to reach agreement on a COVID-19 relief package that would enable this extension. As a result, tomorrow we will begin the difficult process of furloughing 19,000 of our hardworking and dedicated colleagues, end quote. United's Cliff Eve message was similarly somber. Quote, The CARES Act payroll support program funding for our airline expires today, September 30. That means after months of aggressive cost-cutting and proactive debt-raising actions to manage the company through the COVID-19 crisis and its impact on our business, we regrettably are forced to move forward with the process of involuntarily furloughing about 13,000 of our United team members. End quote. Brutal. So, were these all flight attendants and pilots? No, not at all. This hit throughout the organizations, but some roles felt more pain than others, including flight attendants. At United, for example, of those 13,000, 7,000 were flight attendants. But the pilots escaped furlough entirely. No pilots? How did that happen? Well, the pilots agreed to a deal with United that would reduce wages temporarily, in exchange for not furloughing anyone until the middle of next year. United doesn't necessarily care about heads right now. It just needs to reduce costs. If the pilots want to do it that way, good for them. Okay, that's a good deal. I mean, it's good for most people. Obviously, those who would have been furloughed but weren't benefited the most. But United wins too. See, each pilot is currently trained on only one aircraft type. So by keeping pilots around, it means there are fewer retraining events as the pilots shuffle around. Why would they all move around? Uh, good question. So, when it comes to pilots at any airline, seniority is king. The most senior pilot picks what they want to fly first, and then it goes downhill from there. It's obviously more complicated than that, but at the big network airlines, the most senior pilots tend to fly big wide bodies where they make a lot of money and have a lot of days off between long-haul trips. But right now, there isn't a need for all those wide bodies to be flying, so some of them get bumped down to less desirable options. Then that bumps other people down, and so on. Normally, that bumps the bottom into furlough, but United's deal helps avoid some of that. The only potential losers in this United deal are those senior pilots that had to take a pay cut to save jobs for their coworkers. But ultimately, the group decided it was worth doing, and so it's done. All right, got it. So, who else furloughed people? Well, it was mostly the smaller guys. Alaska, Allegiant, Hawaiian, and I think Spirit all cut jobs, along with some regional airlines. The tally I saw was a total for the industry between 40 and 50,000 people. Wow, that is a lot of people. Yeah, but it could have been worse. There were already thousands of voluntary leaves and retirements that helped reduce the number. And then some airlines worked other miracles. Take Delta, for example. Delta has almost no unionized workers. The only major group that's unionized is the pilots. For everyone else, Delta did buyouts and leaves and all that stuff. They also cut wages and hours where they could and got things down to a place where they said they wouldn't need to furlough right now. Even the pilots? Uh, Well, sort of. Delta said it will have to furlough, 
about 1,900 pilots if the government money doesn't come through. But seeing the uncertainty around when or if the government would actually take action, it just kicked the can down the road. It told pilots there'd be no furloughs until November 1st, unless the funding comes in. All right, so that doesn't mean they've avoided furloughs. They've just delayed them. True, but that's really the case for any airline. I mean, even those that have furloughed may take more drastic cuts if things don't improve. Look at Southwest. It was thinking that it would be back at full strength by the end of the year, but now it knows better. It's never furloughed anyone in its long history, and in a video from earlier this month, CEO Gary Kelly said that they wouldn't furlough anyone through 2021 if... If? Yeah, if the unions all agree to take pay cuts. Southwest is really heavily unionized, so the bulk of this depends on union agreements. Gary said there has to be a deal by the end of the year or cuts will come. Some work groups like flight attendants are already, shall we say, expressing their displeasure. All right, so Southwest might actually furlough someone. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty wild. Maybe, if the unions won't deal. We'll see. But they aren't alone. Other airlines like JetBlue and Spirit have worked out deals, so you'd think Southwest could find a way. The airline just has never faced this before in its long history. All right, well, this is all very depressing. Uh, as an airline adjacent employee, I'm uh, I'm going to go have a drink. Wait, don't you want to know what happens next? Oh, great. There's more. Uh, sure, but it uh, better not be bad news. That is uh, hard to say. Since October 1st, words have been exchanged at a furious pace, but that's about it. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she would consider a standalone deal for the airlines, even though she wanted... It rolled into a bigger stimulus. That's a big shift for her, and it means that the airline unions hold a heck of a lot of power. The problem is Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and President Trump seem solely focused on putting a judge on the Supreme Court. So any meaningful economic relief may very well have to wait, despite dire warnings from economists. Of course, political winds can shift quickly, so who knows? Maybe by the time someone listens to this, stimulus will have been passed. Or maybe not. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. Before we finish up, I want to again thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, Dave, let's say it all together, Turbulence, Turbulence Forecast. Forecast. Oh, God, it was closer. Just it was so much closer. Yeah, that was good. <sighs> I, okay. <laughs> Almost every flight you take has turbulence, but wouldn't you like to know how much there will be and when it will happen? Check out TurbulenceForecast.com for worldwide turbulence maps, interpretations, and a concierge forecast by email service. You can receive a personalized turbulence forecast before your flight from the founder of the website. That's TurbulenceForecast.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email Dave directly at Dave at CrankyConcierge.com. And be sure to let him know what you think about his harmonizing skills. Yes, yes, please. Thank you. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. If you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com.